This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Best Friend Energy, everyone. I'm Clea. I'm Joanna. And in case you're new here, we are best friends and business partners, um, and we just ramble on about all of our stories all we the sure time. sure do. Today, I have a, a grumbling stomach, too. Oh, dear. Okay, so we're just going right into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we are professional organizers, but as Joanna <laughs> just referenced, our lives are kind of insane and chaotic and nutty. And um, anyway, so we are here to talk to each other, old friends, new friends, and of course, you. And I'm a little congested. So right, Joanna's right. stomach is yeah, upset. I just needed to acknowledge it because if you hear weird grumbling, I wanted somebody That's just not okay. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm a little congested because I had COVID like a hundred years ago. <laughs> and there are certain things that are just like not going away. And I don't like the sound of my voice. Well, I think you sound great. Really? Yeah. You don't think I sound oh, oh did that, you hear no, that? that was yeah, <laughs> that did not sound great. No, I'm like I go to blow my nose, nothing happens. Like, it's like, I don't need right. to blow my nose. Well, it, what what do we say? It's COVID. It's, oh, God. COVID just finds new ways. Yeah, they do. It really, yeah. It, no, no, no. Remember it, when you beat COVID and then all of a sudden you lost your taste and smell? Yes. Like, what was that about? I don't know. I'd like to have a word with someone. But who? Who the can CMO talk to us? The CMO of COVID. The CMO of COVID. I would like to talk to someone about this because it is so irritating. Imagine getting over it and then losing your smell. Well, I smell. feel like I got over it. I tested negative. And then all of a sudden now what I'm congested for life. All right. We can talk about this for years. Okay. Hopefully all right. Well, let's talk to. about who's on the show. Let's do it. Our friend, Mary Lawless Lee. Um, she is the founder of the account um, Happily Gray. Also the name of her new book that is out today. Yeah. Yes. So we are very excited to talk to her about that. After we chat with Mary, we're going to have a little pop culture check-in with Joanna. Okay. She's had some homework assignments that I'm willing to bet some are done and some are not. Is that, is that wrong, Joanna? Uh, I don't know. Accurate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if one episode of Best Friend Energy isn't enough for you, you can subscribe to Best Friend Energy Unpacked to get a second episode every single week. This week, we are once again going to be discussing a friendship for the ages. Last week was the queen and her corgis. And this week, it's a different queen. It's Martha Stewart. Ooh, and, I love this queen. And Snoop Dogg. So oh, make sure to subscribe. Such a good one. I know it's a good one. I'm excited for it. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at bestfriendenergypod.com. You know what? Um, being in a recording studio, talking about writing a book mm. reminds me of a very specific oh, time. I know this very specific time. Well, okay. So for book one, our first book, um, we decided- That's what book one means. What? <laughs> the very first book. Oh, I blacked out. I don't know. What, what did I say? <laughs> book one and the first book? You said, yeah, you said now are telling you about book one. That was our very first book. Oh. Well, just to reiterate, <laughs> I don't know, you guys. We are not, we're not whole people no, today. We already decided. We're on one wheel. We're on one wheel. Yeah. Um, so we were recording the audiobook <laughs> for book one slash our first book. And first of all, this was, it was my idea to do it. Remember, I thought that I had like, you said it was my best idea I've ever had. And I, I did? Was, yes. I was applauding myself. I thought, oh my God, record an audiobook. How easy is that? Oh, like I said it was your best idea. Well, you took it back. But at the time, <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't you, remember that. You were like, wow, Clea, like found money. Right. Right. Like right. easiest thing ever. Right. The book's already written. The book, writing the book is the hard part. Surely recording, all you have to do is read the book. That's right. That's right. I did. I do remember yes. now. We yeah. were like, wow. I was like, wow, Clea, I think this is your best idea. Yes. So we get to the recording studio day one, kind of was not dissimilar from this. <laughs> and- we we start reading. First of all, the producer is in, she's not physically present. So she's just like in an earpiece right. in my ear. And she kept telling me as I was reading the words I wrote, <laughs> she kept telling me that it didn't sound like- Authentic. Yeah, like it didn't sound authentic. And I said, listen, lady, I authentically wrote it. Like these are, these are actually my words. And she goes, it doesn't sound like you. I said, how could- 
it, it has to sound like I me. literally wrote these words. I literally wrote the words on the paper mm-hmm. and she's telling me how to say them. And I'm like, no, that-, that I em- should have known at that point. We should have known. She was like, no, the emphasis is wrong. I was like, no, it's not. I was so mad. <laughs> like Moira Rose? Yes. Emphas- how does she say it? Uh, um, the emphasis? Yeah. So the woman in my ear kept telling me that I wasn't doing a good job reading the book that I wrote. And then what's even worse, <laughs> so then Joanna jumps in to like read I, her part. Right, I had my parts. Joanna had her parts and Joanna really did a bad job. She was like, and not, not in my mind, but like in this woman's mind, the a producer. terrible job. If she thought that I wasn't <laughs> nailing it, she thought Joanna was actually hurting the process. <laughs> she thought Joanna was doing such a terrible job. So she kept stopping Joanna and giving the part to me but then telling me that she didn't like the way I was delivering the lines either. After every two words, though. It wasn't even like I could get through a full sentence. No. So you know what she did? She fired Joanna. <laughs> did. Midway. Midway through reading the on day one. Yes. On the recording. Yes. She fired Joanna. After lunch. After lunch. Yeah. And Joanna had to sit <laughs> in the corner. And I'm not making this up. Sit in the corner of the recording room. So like a little hot box of a room. She had to sit in the corner and silently cry. She silently <laughs> cried because because so otherwise we'd have to stop the recording if you were like. <gasps> but you were no, just tears. It was rolling down your awful. face. It was I got awful. Fired from recording our own book our reading. Own book. Yeah. I so, mean, I wasn't asked to read Barack Obama's book and got fired. No. no. This was our actual book. Yes, and you got fired. I did. And then we struggled the whole day. I am reading, (laughs) of course, all the parts, right? Then at the end, at the end of the day, she had the audacity to say, you know what this reading needs? Two voices. (laughs) At the end, I said, lady, you fired the other voice. The voice was fired. She fired you. So she had to rehire you. I did. (laughs) I got brought back in. She got brought back in for day two. By day three, suffice it to say... We were not in a good place. This was the worst decision. It was the worst idea I've ever had. Ever. Yeah. Leah, ever. I didn't know. We And now we know. We will never do it again. They asked us to do it for book two, and we said no. No. I was like, how much money do we have to pay someone else yes. to do it? I will happily pay someone to read the book. So the question is, is, does Mary know that she might have to do an audiobook, and is Ooh. she willing to do it? We need to ask her. That's a great question. Because I don't think people tell you what's involved in doing an audiobook. No. It's like... People don't tell you enough about life that they ought to. Yeah. Like, I feel like like delivering children, like no one really tells you what happens once you leave the hospital. No, they don't. Like they leave that part out. I feel like it's important to know. Right. But I think like, it sounds like a great idea. You know why though? I mean, if you really knew what you were getting into, would you do anything aside from stay in bed all day? Um, that's a good question. Right. Yeah, no, I guess not. Right. I, guess, I mean, I guess everything's hard. Like things. if you're like, gosh, getting to work, well, I'm going to have to sit in traffic. Then I have like a, a police officer, like what? one one what inch happened? behind me, no, driving behind me on the way oh. to Miles' school, which was just, it's just stressful. Oh, that happened today? Today. Yuck. And on a two-lane road. I, I don't know. You know, I got a ticket not very long ago. I know, which is so unlike you. I know. Um, but anyway, now I have like PTSD from like the ticket. And you also got a bad note written on your car. I did get a very mean note on Oh, it. and don't forget the time that the <laughs> city of Nashville almost kicked you out of a parking spot. I know. I haven't had a great streak. All this to be said is if I knew what was involved in going through the day, I might just lay in bed. Right. That's why people don't tell you everything. I think that that's a good point. But I do think as our friend, I think we should potentially warn her. We'll warn her, but gracefully. All right, so let's bring Mary in and let's ask her all of our questions and warn her not to record an audiobook. (laughs) Sounds good. So we are so excited to have you in studio, Mary. I know, you Thank guys. you for coming. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is okay, going to be so well, fun. It's a really exciting time to have you here because your book is out. I know. How does Holy it feel? Cow. Like writing a book is a process. It really is. I mean, you guys know. You guys know this. It's been madness last week and this week especially. Like, I mean, just such a huge learning curve altogether. So much I didn't know that I was getting myself into. Oh, 100%. You you say yes to writing a book uh and then you have to write it. No, right. It's very exciting. Like, you can't wait to get a book deal. And then you get the deal and you're like, oh, Now I have to write a book. Well, I thought writing the book was going to be the hardest part. But I actually feel like all of the planning, the marketing, the tour, like all of the, like kind of since that moment has ended has been just as much of a lot. But, and I mean, this has been like a dream since I was 12. I mean, I'm not kidding. When I was like a little girl, I used to say like, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. It's always been, 
I've always loved writing. Writing's always kind of been an outlet for me. My parents would catch me in my room like at 1 a.m., like up writing and just about like nonsense then. But like I was, wow. I've always written. And so when I went to, went to write this book, I had like a stack of journals that I referenced back. And it was oh my gosh, really, that's amazing. It was really therapeutic. It was funny. It was like, it was fun looking back and reminiscing yeah. on all the, all the years and kind of everything that was poured into this project. But yeah. How long did it take you to write this? About eight months, nine months. I mean, it was a slow. I mean, because it being my first book and kind yeah. of entering, mm-hmm. I, I had a co-writer sure. that kind of guided me through and helped me structure it. Yeah, Shannon Miller, an angel on earth. Like I, I didn't even know how this relationship was going to work. I was a little like, oh, I don't know if this is the right. I think I'll just do this on my own. And then she was the best thing that ever happened to this project. Yeah. Like she's incredible. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, we went fast when it was natural to go fast. And when it was like the energy was there, and it was like, you know, vibing. But then there were other chapters that were a lot harder to write. And so I actually wrote the entire book, read it for the first, turned it into my publisher, read it for the first time on Christmas break and went back to my publisher and said, hey, there's there's more here. Wow. We're not finished. Oh, I and just got chills. I left out like, a whole really? entire chapter that I felt, I mean, I felt like deep conviction um, and in a really good way that the, like, the heart of this book is really missing here. What was that chapter? Yeah, what was the heart? Chapter two. Okay. Chapter two, that's a chapter about my eating disorder. And that str- that decade of struggling, and you know, I, I kind of had, when I first started this project, I was like, okay, this is off limits. I'm just not going to go there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go there in other places, and we're going to get vulnerable here. But that I'm just going to leave off limits for now, like for a later, for a, like later in a later time. Yeah. And you know that I read it, and that 23 year old picture and image of me, and during that dark time was staring at me, looking wow. at me like, gosh, I got chills. Again. You. Yeah, you, there's there's no way you can't you can't not include right. this, and so I we went back and Shannon and I wrote that chapter together and like the book wouldn't be the same without it mm-hmm. and it just I'm so glad that we did I'm so glad that we did because it really is I mean this book is it it's it's all out there like every like you know tear sweat laugh. Um, frustration, like it's all, it's all in there. We wow. didn't hold anything back, which with is it. what makes it so amazing. We just write really different books. We, <laughs> we're like, here's how you organize your pantry. A pantry. Yeah. yeah. Um. So not a lot of like soul bearing when it comes to like fridge org, but um, I like, how did it feel to be so vulnerable? It was hard. It was hard, and it was also equally therapeutic. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, some chapters going back in time and and walking through some of those memories were really difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And, and also, like with social media, yes, I share a lot about my life, but I've always had boundaries. Yeah, I've always kind of said like, this is on, this is off limits, this is cool. But I do feel like, you know, sometimes when you're getting vulnerable on social media, it can feel, just feel like you're shouting something or communicating something, but not really connecting. Yeah, and I think that's what we all want when we're like looking, you know, when we're we're going, we're stepping into vulnerability, we're looking for connection, we're looking for community, and so I wanted to reserve these stories for like a sacred place mm-hmm. like these pages and mm-hmm. then to open the door to conversations on social media. And so that kind of felt like the natural way to do it. But for sure, I mean, I'm still just as terrified as I was writing yeah. them, you know, now actually like stepping up to the plate mm-hmm. and really sharing them. But I do think, you know, when I was going through those dark times, I also talk about a divorce at a young age. It was the other women around me that raised their hand and said, hey, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your biggest fear in talking about it in the book? I mean, I think just, you know, dealing with, you know, the shame uh-huh. and I mean, cause it's, it's not, it's not something that like you deal with the shame and then it just goes away, right. mm-hmm. you know, like it's an ongoing journey sure. of learning and, and getting through it. And I think with my divorce and eating disorder, there still is a lot of that. And so, um, and just like, you know, perception and judgment. I mean, I think we, we all- Is still a journey though? Like, it, do we ever get over anything really? And that's, that's the work with around eating disorder is, is it's always work. There's always progress to be made. And so I say in the book, like- Am I fully recovered? No, no. Recovery is a journey and then you're learning stuff along the way. And I think a lot of people that have gone through those, you know, that, that treatment will tell you that, that is, I mean, same thing with a lot of different diseases. It's, it's a journey. It is. It's it's progress day to day. I think it's really amazing that you could do this and could share this with people. It wasn't, I mean, I, I, once I read it for the first time for pleasure, it was just like, there was no way I wasn't going Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Like seeing that 23 year old me, you know, was 
I was like, wow, yes, I ha- I have to. You know, I have to. I feel like I'm in a, in a safe place where I can and and really talk about it with strength and what I hope will lend perspective and, and make someone hopeful that they can get through it too. Are you nervous for the book to be out and for to start receiving feedback? Like do, yeah. putting yeah. yourself out there. I, I just know from our own experiences, like sometimes like whether it's show, book, just Instagram stories, like anything like that. It's like you open yourself up and then you're like, oh, I'm over right. Like <laughs> I know. can't put the toothpaste back Absolutely. in the tube. Right. I have said this so many times to my husband, Madison. I have said like, oh gosh, I, I really did it. Like I really, really mm-hmm. went yeah. for it. Bared my soul. I shared it all. There's like nothing that's not on yeah. like, on the table anymore. Like w- it's all out there. And kind of freeing though, right? So yes. And that's the that's the other side of it. It's freeing and it's empowering. Cause I think like it's it's hard for shame to exist in the in, in the light. And so when you let light in, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's, you, you you feel empowered, you know, you feel freedom in that. And so that's always been my experience when I share and let people in. So this is just on a grander scale. But I mean, I hope if, if one person feels seen and heard and understood through this, then it's all going to be worth it. You know, like if, if I get that, if that community and that connection happens, then it'll all be worth it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what do you think is the most surprising thing that someone's going to take away from this book? You know, I I feel like I always share this, but there's always someone that doesn't know that I worked in cardiovascular ICU for seven years. It's actually my favorite fact I, of yours. Oh, I don't, I did you not didn't know, know this. That? No. I think, okay, let me just, <laughs> let me just be your soapbox for a second. It is so shocking to me because I think people look at you and you're the most beautiful human being in the world. And for anyone listening, Mary is so beautiful and always, always, always put together. And half the Far time I've known true. you, you know, effortlessly yes, put together. It's really yeah, irritating. It like I'm not even complimenting no. you. I'm annoyed. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. I just think like you're you're so stunning. And I think that people assume things of people yeah. who look as mm. fabulous as you do. And I think the fact that you were a nurse in such like an emergency capacity yeah. is yeah. crazy. And I think it, I think it really is something that would surprise people because they probably think, oh, she's just like been a fashion model her whole life. How did you yeah, get into Happily Gray on that note, actually? Wait, wait, I want to hear more about being a nurse. Oh, well, well I do too, but I'm like, we got, we, ha- I want to understand the whole thing. Go, go, go from nurse to Happily Gray. It's very, I'm, I, if you, if you catch me at like 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, the difference, I'll send you a picture tonight so you I'd can see. It. I don't look I'd, together I'd at to all. Because I know that you're a liar. I'm gonna text both of you guys and send you a picture. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah. I mean, I, I I've always loved taking care of people. I knew, you know, I, I guess when, as a little kid, I just kind of knew that I would get into healthcare in some capacity, some in some avenue. Which and is so, really selfless. I, you know who didn't think that? Well, me. <laughs> or <laughs> me. Yeah. You know who uses the healthcare system I, right now? Me. But I was never like, you know what? Like, let me. Like, no. I think it's a real selfless person to. To want well, to go into that field. There's, I mean, you know, there are, I will say, I, I went straight into neonatal ICU and I thought like, this is it. This is where I want to be. I love kids. I love babies, specifically babies. And I walked straight out the door. So it's a call. There's a lot of different, different de- kind of departments, different kind of work you can do at healthcare. And so that was very much so not for me. But then I went to the adults and I was like, oh, I can do this. You guys are like, larger. Yeah, and right. I mean, yeah, it's, most of our, our, our patients were, you know, 50, 60 and plus, and it just felt like a safer environment. Absolutely. Well, they're, but it's, everything is bigger. You right. know, it's not these right. tiny little, and tiny, they can, tiny little fingers. And they can communicate. So yeah, that that's true. also helpful. That's true. But 
I loved it. I loved it. I love the pace. I love the intensity. I I love the challenge of it. I mean, it also was like it's it's where I learned true true grit and true gratitude. Like I've never worked harder in my life than when For I sure. was a cr- critical care nurse. You you do twelve hour shifts and you hit the ground running. And I mean, sometimes you take lunch breaks, sometimes you don't, and you sign off. I worked nights for four years. It's insane. And so you sign off at seven a.m. and you're just a men- mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. Like you have nothing left to give. Yeah, and. That. I mean, it was just, I mean, I've never learned so much about the human spirit, human body. And, you know, in a way, because so I, when I was starting my nursing career, I was kind of also starting Happily Gray. And working in ICU, I found that you you really sit between this this gray area of life and death. And at that, that point in my life, I was kind of also realizing that life isn't black and white. I grew up in a really small town. Everything was kind of presented that way. And going through my 20s, mid-20s, I was realizing, you know, life isn't that way. It felt very gray to me, but also in that gray space is where it felt freeing and where I felt the most creative and the most curious. And so in a way, nursing kind of helped show me that life isn't so black and white and that there's this like medium area that is very gray and it can be really beautiful. Um, I mean, I, I've, I, it taught me that watching someone die was actually just as beautiful as watching life. You know, there's, there's, it just taught me so much about life and I appreciate those seven years more than anything. I mean, that a lot of what I learned as a nurse, I'm ta- I kind of took with me into this now digital world. Totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Completely. But there's a lot that, and a lot of perspective and a lot of reasons why I have a lot of gratitude for what I get to do now of, of like going through those seven years. And so there, it was so impactful, so wow. impactful. And I, and I still miss it. There's parts of it that I really miss too. So how, now I kind of understand the name Happily yeah, Gray too. more, which I appreciate. How did you like enter this world? Because you were pretty early on in terms of an Instagram account oh. that was, I mean, yeah. you were kind of an OG. On- no one knew what the word influencer even, I mean, it wasn't even around then. Right. Like no one, and no one knew what I was doing. They were like, can you please stop taking pictures of yourself? Well, you, do you remember the first time we, we saw Mary? It was at the reward style conference like a hundred years ago. Were you there? Yes. I was there like early on. I went to the first like probably five or six of them. Yeah. Like I never missed one. We we definitely went to one in Dallas. Dallas. And what I remember You saw Tom Petty in the elevator? Okay. Well, that's another story for another time. I did. (laughs) Wait, I have got to hear that story. (laughs) May he rest in peace. Um, So the elevator doors opened at our hotel and Tom Petty was standing inside and I screamed his name in his face. And he just like looked down and shook his head like he did not appreciate it at all. And then like two weeks later, I think he passed away. No, it wasn't two weeks later. No, but it felt like it in my mind. It was years later. But I was like, did I do it? Anyway, it's, I I was horrified. (laughs) I was embarrassed. He was not happy to have his like cover blown at the hotel right? Like, dumb old me. I screamed his, stop it, like in his face. Anyway, it wasn't like my best moment. Um, we can add that to the <laughs> oh, things we, that we've done to embarrass ourselves in front of celebrities. That's right. That um, we'll put it on the list. We, we have like a, it's like a small but distinct list, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it's growing. Um, anyway, that reward style conference, Joanna and I were there and we were mm-hmm. like one of the only people who were in like the home category. Mm-hmm. Every, no, most we, were people, the, we were the only people in the home well, category. Well, some people dabble in like other areas. It was pretty, I, all I know is we were the only not beautiful, like striking people there that oh, were not. Stop. No, no, no. I, I no, don't even mean this. We're not city. even trying to. It, we, we're, we're, <laughs> what we wanted to make sure everyone knew is that we were there not as like fashion or beauty, beauty bloggers. Correct. Like uh-huh. we, we are there for the house. Yeah. And like, and <laughs> right. like we, we wanted everyone. For under the sink. Right. And so <laughs> we actually were like, do we need to make t-shirts that say not oh my gosh, a beauty stop. blogger? That's what started our first like line well, we, of t-shirts. And we did. We not actually created blogger. t-shirts that said not a beauty Wait, blogger. Wait, I don't remember this. It's that's, very old. That yeah. is genius. No, we did. It, it grew from that conference because everyone mm-hmm. was like stunning and taking Like these, taking selfies and oh, we're yeah. like, yeah, and like beautifully curated outfits. Uh-huh. And Clee and I were like in all black. At the and, pool. Yeah. The very first day there was a pool party. It was like 100 degrees. Joanne and I are in like black cashmere. We were, both of us. And everyone in is- In Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, yes, Texas. Yes. And everyone's lining up at this one spot at the pool to like take the appropriate mm-hmm. selfie. And Joanne and I are just like sitting inside like Daria. No, like, yeah, that's we, happening we, right we now. We went and watched a movie. I think we watched <laughs> Hidden Figures in the, in the room that night. No, that was the, par- uh, the party that we skipped. <laughs> To watch. Oh, y'all skipped the evening party. Oh, That's yeah. like the big party. No, I know. Two of us don't belong. We oh just didn't gosh. belong there. Yeah. We didn't belong. That was the first and last time. Yeah, it was. And they also didn't invite us back, I don't think. 
I don't think so. Yeah, well, <laughs> miss on their part. <laughs> but sure. how did we get off on this tangent? I don't know. Beauty bloggers. She Oh, because Mary is one of the originals. Okay, yes, you were one I of the mean, originals. It, it's, I, I wandered into this world, and I swear to this day, having to take pictures, having to video, like talking to a camera, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding, I'm being dead honest, still makes me uncomfortable. It's still, I mean, that's kind of like channeling my passion into our skincare brand now, mm-hmm. Nima. Like, it's still, I still have never gotten used to, I love to write. That's why I started Happily Gray. I started writing. It was for the first year, there was no picture associated with it, but it was also before Instagram and Pinterest. So I kind of got away with it. But I remember when Instagram launched and my friend called me and she's like, Hey, you write this, you write about fashion. You should start posting your looks. And I was like, okay, cool. I, yeah, I can do that. And so I took a mirror selfie thinking I was, I was sending her my look like, Hey, is this is this cool? Is this going to be good? Is this what you mean? And I po- instead of sending it to her, I thought I was sending it to her on Instagram. I posted it publicly. And she calls me and she's like, take that down immediately. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Oh my God. And I'll never forget. That was my first post on Instagram. Oh my was, gosh. Yeah. Me thinking I up? was, you know, I don't even remember. I think I took it down because her response was like, Oh shit! Like you, you should take this down. What did she but want you to post? I don't. I, I, she was. She, she was, was like, it's not good. Yeah, and she also was had like a really good eye. She was very chic. She lived in the same building as me, and she always was very put. together. She uh-huh. just like she kind of knew. She had like had the foresight to know uh-huh. what was to come, and she was like, this is not work. So take it down. So that was my <laughs> wow. first. That was my first post on Instagram. But brutal feedback. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I have a feeling, so if if you were new to Instagram and you're like, oh, now I have to get into like the photo world, when mm-hmm. stories came around, you're like, now it, I have to get You just wanted to crawl into bed it, for like- It frightened me. Yeah. Yes, a absolutely. Lot. It's so much. And the boundaries, like now you're expected to share- Everything. I mean, I talk about this in the book, like the boundaries and uh, of it, and it just feels like it's so- like it just overtakes, yeah. you know, your, every aspect of your life and the expectation that you should share all all of it, the good and right, the bad. And, right. and if you don't share all of it, mm-hmm. then they only see the highlight reel. Then you're you're not, you know, authentic. approachable. Authentic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so yeah, it's 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 tricky, like knowing the balance and and knowing, you know, when to say like, okay, enough is enough. And yeah. Instagram stories for me is still the largest stress in my mm-hmm. life from a work perspective. Mm-hmm. It's so it it's so much. I feel like I can't just share everything at every second either. Like I take, Mm -hmm. like I want to be in the moment with people. Like, you know, like there are so many moments that I feel like I, yes, I want to share it, but I don't want to share it in real time. I feel like I have to do face to camera all the time and I don't always look like the way I want to look. It's so hard and it's hard to be creative and to like think of things to say. And ultimately you're having a one-sided conversation with a camera. With your camera. Yeah. With your phone. With your phone. And yeah, it's pretty awkward. It's, yes. It can be really awkward. awkward. You know, but I've I've realized and I've learned as I'm watching other people, what what I connect with is seeing the like unperfect, like yeah. seeing the mess, seeing like the stumble, seeing like, you know, something being dropped or and it's and it's and it's hard to like, you know, step in and show that. But that's what I remember I, I was doing a job for a brand and I dropped the phone halfway through the job. And for some reason, like this, I, I, I wasn't submitting for approval or something. And so it was like going live then. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that I dropped the phone, I picked it up and I think I said, oh, shit, or something under my breath. I had more comments about that sure. than anything else I was talking about. Yeah. Just like the the, the the real life moments, yeah. like people. So I've I've learned over time to like leave that in. Yeah, I let agree with people you. in in that way, even though it's just it's it's hard. It I is mean, hard, and I've said to Joanna one million times, I'm like, I just need to be less precious about taking yeah. stories and just like do it just and do not it. and it's off the cuff and it's not you know and and I know that's true and. I don't know. And sometimes I'm just exhausted. Yeah. You know, like it's a it's exhausting. It's, it's hard. It's, it's exhausting. So, and Clea is so good at it, and it's still hard. It's, it's hard. It is exhausting. I know. I always have this like I, I this battle, this love hate relationship with it of like when to turn it off, when you know when to let let people in. But uh, that's like that's a big part of the reason why I wrote the book of wanting wanting people to see the other side of the story. Yeah. So it's not just the pretty picture. It's not just right. you know here's here's the the finished product. But wanting just people to see like you know 
this was the journey in getting there. You know, I, we went through this, we went through that, I experienced this. And hoping that other people see the other side of just like the highlight reel of right, what right. sometimes social right, media can feel like. Because people just see you beautiful in the street of New York with a beautiful coat, you know, and they're like, wow, it's, her life is perfect. Yeah. And there's yeah. like, I mean, it, well, and I don't know if that's the perception, but there's just so many. Yeah, there's there's so many more moments in between where you spilled your coffee. Like the yeah. other day, I was in I was riding I was in a cab in New York, and literally I had the giant. I love a bowl. I love a big salad bowl yeah. with like dressing and like all of the things. Really messy. I shouldn't have been eating it in a cab. It all tumbles on, on top of me. I'm wearing a cashmere sweater, and then uh, all over my crossbody Chanel. Oh, oh my God! God. The no. And then I stopped before I cleaned it up. I stopped and took a picture because I'm like, right. this shit just happened. Yeah, this, it did uh, just happen. Yeah, that we were just in a car in New York City. <laughs> Joanna was like, I am gonna eat you if I don't eat this yeah. salad. I was like, either I have to eat the salad and risk it or I lose a business partner. Right. Or I become a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. So she did eat a salad and we like all, we were on our way to a speaking event. We were. And I and was she, like, I don't have a choice. And I'm she's starving. eating Greek salad and hummus in the <laughs> back seat That's me. of yes. a car on like the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. And so we all like banded together and found every article of clothing to like drape her yeah, like I in like a cape. Literally anything I could find in the car. I was yes. like covered like a, a paint smock. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. like, I'm not going to eat until after <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I don't trust myself. You just so. can't eat in cabs, like no. in New York. But it's I was too hungry to risk it. Plan. I was too hungry to risk it. Yeah, the risk reward is. Yeah, is and I and I high. did it. I came out. Yeah. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So let's talk a little bit about family because you just announced that you are pregnant. I know. Huge congrats. With your third. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited. This was not planned though. So we're like still getting acclimated to this idea, this family of five. Like five. So three kids under four. Three I know. Kids under four. little ones. Uh, a, a newborn, a two-year-old, and then an almost three-year-old. She'll be th- oh or almost four-year-old. She'll be, th- she'll be three months away from four. Speaking of exhausted, Mary, I don't even know. How are you standing? I'm I'm not really. You could have told us you weren't <laughs> no. coming today, and you I were just fine. Really. We would have absolutely understood. No, I mean, we. I mean, just like you guys, we do kind of embrace the the, the busyness. I mean, we we kind of set ourselves up for that. We've always wanted three kids. We knew we wanted a big family. We just not in this timing. But yeah. I mean, well, that's the best timing, right? When right. it's not our timing. Right. Um, I come from a family of four. He comes from a family of three. So. It's kind of always been like what we thought we we wanted, mm-hmm. um, just sooner. But yeah, I mean, life is like crazy right now. We we were launching a skincare brand, writing this book, and then I was I was six months postpartum with Indy. Like I just even didn't even know at the time I was going to get through just writing oh the book because it was just like so much going on. But I will say the difference for me is having a, a partner that's hands on. I mean, I know you guys both like we have hands on part. Oh, yeah, so lucky. I wouldn't be able to get from point A to point B if I didn't if I wasn't doing this with Madison because he's super hands on with our kids. We're business partners too, and so you know, in a way, it kind of never turns off. But mm-hmm. also, we kind of never turn our personal life off either. Yeah, like, it, it's it all, all just one. flows together. And so, yeah. without that dynamic, I wouldn't be able to to do it. And then I also have a team of nine people, so. Yeah. That that Surrounding tremendously yourself. helped yes, me. Yes. Tremendous, absolutely. I mean, you guys also know, like, I, I I wouldn't be able to do. So it's not a one man show by any means. No. I have a lot of help. Sure. Um. So surrounding yourself with incredible talent is the best thing you can possibly do. It absolutely. really and is. Supportive husbands, spouses, partners. I mean, I I feel that deeply. We John mm-hmm. and Jeremy, Joanna's husband, we act as though they don't have jobs. Like yes. they're <laughs> like they're there solely to support yeah. us. No, and Jeremy had a work trip, and I was like, "What do you mean you have a work no, trip? John has to work tomorrow." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm sorry, you didn't check yes. with me." And he's like, "It's the CMAs." I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> Only like my biggest work event. Yeah, one like, of my biggest. I'm sorry, but and anyway, by the way, just as a, an aside. John, I swear the CMAs happen 11 times a year. I think it does that feel that way. Every, if John ever wanted to cheat on me,
me, all he would have to do is say he's going to the CMAs, <laughs> and I would believe him because I think it happens all the time. It does so happen all the time. They all sound they the all same. Do, they all sound the same. So I know. John is, I believe, going to the CMAs. But anyway, it's inconvenient mm-hmm. to me. So yeah, I it's like that's an all-day thing. Say. I mean, it's like, I mean, every, it's, it lasts but we, a while. But we're so obnoxious. The two of us are just so obnoxious with our husbands. I feel like we're always like, what do you mean you can't no, do? No, I know. I know. It's not okay. It's not. It's, I know. It's really not. Well, I think that needs to be our resolution for next year. Is, oh, I meant it's not okay that they have to do things. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. You meant it's not okay that we expect it. No. Oh, 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 oh. copy. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm okay I, with that. Yeah. I'm okay totally. With being who I am. Okay. They're just they're the flex person. I, I always yeah. tell Madison like we're, we're at the season right now. This is like the season. Yeah. And you know I hope in two years I'm the flex person. I hope that yeah. you know it's it. We, I've it told Jeremy that for, for the last seven. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Also, they don't have to go through childbirth. We bank a lot of points. That's right. A True. lot. Like a how lot. long we stock up on? Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> really stock. You're you're three three in now. So we yeah. were at a dinner with you a few weeks ago with Madison, and right. we got like the sneak peek of the fact that you're pregnant because you told us at that dinner. Yeah. And I, well, I wasn't drinking, so you weren't drinking. And my go-to for everything <laughs> is like, "Are you pregnant?" But it is. It was so funny to sit across from you at dinner because you were like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> like, I was every, so hungry every single time the waiter like passed by with a new. You were like, "Could I? Could I actually just get a little bit more of that?" Could yeah. I? I was like, "Hey, the bread." You're like, "Pass the bread basket like, down here." I don't here. even yeah. like this dessert, but I'm gonna eat. Uh-uh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and then the 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 bowl of butter that oh. had like gar. I mean, yeah. I, I was like, please just, just more this is gonna, this more is of the butter sit right here beside yeah, me. Totally. So another thing though that we found out is that Madison does not want to find out the gender of your third child. And your job, Clea, was to convince I him. Was, and I tried really hard. Job, did yeah. I tried really hard. I still think, give me like one more meal I'm with him. I'm going to need you to bring your A game yeah. because <laughs> he's still very like strong-willed about. So we had, we talked about this like five years ago when we met. Like, if we have a girl, we have a boy. If we if we try for a third and this happens, then we won't find out. Because he didn't want to find out on our first. Which That's, seems which like, insane. No. it's insanity, right? Yes. Like, absolutely Terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. Like us. No, it's not for controlling people. Oh, no. And and so now, I mean, I never dreamed this would all kind of, you know, unravel as it is. And now I've got to like hold up my word. Like, okay. You do? Do you know what's so funny is, so I was talking to our nanny, Sarah, and she was like, I was telling her, I was like, no, he doesn't want to find out. I'm not going to find out. I've got to like stick with this. And she's like, Wait, what? I don't think you have to. She's like, you don't have to do that. She's like, call the doctor right now. You you find out and you tell me. And I just loved. I was like, wow. I I love that. That was her response. Yeah, I so agree with Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. I would (laughs) never stick to my word about this. First of all. Just the answer is no. Also, when you're pregnant, you can all the rules, all bets are off. Yeah, you're pregnant, you push, you pick. Okay, all right. That's so the rule. I'm leaving yeah. here and I'm just going to call my doctor. And then, yes. and then when Matt, when I tell Matt, he, I'm just going to say, hey, talk to Joanna and Clea. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Don't blame us. Absolutely. So, because first of all, here's what I said to you at dinner, and I believe this. Okay, your first child is named Navy. Love. We, we actually love. we actually talked about Navy on the last episode. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, yeah, which I listened to the yeah. last okay. episode, and I wondered if that was the Navy. It's the Navy. Yes, yeah, of course, that's a Navy because we were like an blue. excellent name. Yes. Also. Well, because I got a Navy phone case. That's how it started. And Joanna was like, "That's surprising," and I was like, "I don't know if it's that surprising." My daughter's middle name is Blue. Okay, uh-huh. so I have a middle name Blue. You have a Navy. Your second, your son, Indy. I have a dog named Indy. That's right. Yes. Your Instagram account that you started with, Happily Gray, the name of your book. My son's middle name is Gray. So what Clea is saying is is she's going to weigh in on the— Should I name your child? Yes, possibly. Possibly. What are your ideas? I think we're very in sync is all I'm saying. Uh The problem is like I'm I'm out of ideas. I gave them to my kids and my dog. So I'm—but if you give me like a minute to sit with it, I bet I can find you a good name. All I'm saying, we clearly—blue, indie, or navy and blue, indie, and gray, that's— that says something to I've, me. I've got, I've got some ideas. I'm going to whisper them to you, Ooh. and I, I'm going to need your approval. But wow. Yes, yes. I, I just like, got... doesn't Madison want to like design the room, pick a name? <sighs> Listen, I'm, I, this has been my our every evening conversation. Like, come on. I just feel like I'm going to break him at some point. Oh, but it's he's... you don't even also, need to break him. You just go. Maybe you he has the option for himself to not find out. But that's I not even. For you. I even took the card of like, hey, I need to connect. I need to connect. Yes. With this yes. sweet miracle in my body. Yes. yes. You. I took that route. Did not work. But why? He also, did what not if work. He just doesn't know. But you get to know. You know what? Yeah. Joanna and I have a Possibly. saying when we're organizing. Sometimes it's a me problem or an mm, us problem. Right. And sometimes it's a they problem, a them problem. Okay. I think I like this is a Madison problem, not a Mary problem. It has nothing to do with me. And I think <laughs> that you need to connect with the 
infant growing in your womb. <laughs> and I don't think yes. Madison gets to regulate that. That's right. That's right. Okay. This yeah. is good. I'm just going right. to... He's going to hate us after this podcast. No, I'm going to call just him. Gonna but... blame both you guys. <laughs> here's, here's Clee's number. Here's yeah. Joanna's yeah, number. There you go. I'm going to call him because I feel pretty strongly about this. And I just think... It's also doesn't it? It's like your hype man. Like finding mm-hmm. out like the like Gosh. what kind of child you're having is like. I don't know about you. When you first had Navy, I had Stella. She was first. I pictured myself as a girl mom because as soon as you have a girl, and Joanna had a boy first. Yeah, and I, right. So she pictured herself. Probably. Well, I did it for a long you time. I was like, oh, no, you, I was like, you're wrong. I'm you're having wrong. a girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was sure. I, I was. Did sure you tell Miles that? No, no, no. Okay, good. No, I, not, I know. I got to the hopefully point. He's not listening. No, no, no. no. In the very beginning, <laughs> when I had the first ultrasound, I was like, "That's impossible." Impossible. I was like, "I," but my body can't grow a boy. Okay, so I was like, "I'm a girl mom now." And then when I got pregnant with Sutton, actually, I cursed a little bit when the doctor told me because I was like, "You're wrong." I said, See? "Said, said a bad a word," girl. and I was like, "I'm a girl mom though." But having a boy, we talk about this all the time. Yeah, is everything. It's, Everything. There's no love like it. There's no there's no, no like one will ever love me like Sutton and my 14 year old dog Emmett. Those are the two. <laughs> and John is always like, I I love you. I'm like, you don't follow me around from room to room. And he's like, I could, but I think you would be annoyed. The, and I'm the like, the way they need you, they is need just you more than different. anything. It's different. I couldn't understand it until I actually had my boy because yeah. I had my girl first, then I had a boy, and I was like, wow, this love. It's we, we have our own love. Nice. This yes, is our own little thing. It's and different. It's so it's sweet. So. Oh, so, oh, it's so sweet. It I know. is so sweet. I hope I have another boy. Um, okay, so book tour. Tell us about yes. like what what is happening. When is it happening? How can we get tickets? So are we it, invited? It, uh, yeah, absolutely, are we invited? absolutely. You guys can just do book tour with me and show <laughs> me how this is all done. I'm learning on the go. So we're doing seven cities: Nashville, New York, Atlanta, Austin, LA, and Chicago. Fantastic! So, that is so. so we've got some I'm so fun excited cities. for you. So excited. Um, and so that starts November 15th is when book launches. And I'll be in New York th- those first two days and back here in Nashville for the 17th for our event. And then just we start rolling through events, uh, through cities, through the rest of the year. So okay, amazing. amazing. And where can everyone get tickets? So um, happilygray.com. Everything, all of book information is there. You can reserve your ticket by buying a book. And come see us at the okay, event. We oh my can't gosh, wait. can't wait, Mary. We will be there. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm Thank so you. proud of you. I know. It's Thank you really guys. exciting. Congratulations we know what, we on know all what it's of like. it. Yeah, Thank bo- you guys. Books are a big deal. Now you can say you're birthing a book okay. and a baby. I, Two babies. I did say <laughs> the other day. I don't know why, but like putting a book out there is like giving birth. It is. And so can, you can like are birthing that. a book in the world. Yeah. Yes. And I think that that's a really big yeah, deal. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, it is, it's It's a whole nother world. It's a whole nother world. It's really beautiful. I'm really thankful to even be able to have this opportunity to share something like this. So I just, you know, hope it's well received. And it will be. And it will be. Huge congrats to you. Yeah, we'll Seriously. be biggest thank cheerleaders. You. Absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on. We love you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, love Mary. y'all. Thank you. All right. Well, that was great talking to Mary. It really was. Um, okay. I have a question for you, my oh, dear. God. It's time. It's time oh. to pay the piper, to pay the <laughs> pop culture piper. I would okay. like to know. All right. Which one are you asking me first? Let's start with the one I think you're going to be successful with. <laughs> okay. I'm going to set you up for success. <laughs> Thank you. Have you listened to Taylor Allison Swift's album, Midnight? <laughs> I have. All the way through? No. Oh, what? It's like 44 minutes. Oh, maybe I did. I was on a walk. I wasn't. Oh, no, God. it was on shuffle. <laughs> it was on shuffle. No, you can't do that. Why? Oh, my God. No. Why? She specifically constructs her albums in a very thoughtful way so that you specifically need to listen oh. to the first song, to the last song, in no. order. Clea, you didn't tell me that last time. I thought you obviously knew. No. Your husband's in the music business. I know. I did ask him. Well, this is... I, I was mean, just proud of myself for listening. No, artists take this really seriously. Oh, my God, okay. Yeah, song order is a big deal. Oh, all right. Noted. I want to say, and I'm, I, I, this might be me not remembering 100%, so someone mm. can fact check me. I could be wrong. I think Adele, before she, like, reached a deal to, like, release her music on Spotify or something, they had to take the option of shuffling off. I could be that wrong. sounds like a dream. No, I feel right about it, but I could be wrong in a piece of the story is not correct. But and, and it might not even be Adele. <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, none of it's correct. But I know that artists care so deeply about the song order. Wait, it's, some... it's telling a story. Okay. So wait, I need to know, did you get to the last song, Mastermind? No. 
Okay. That one did not shuffle through yet. Did not. Okay. So you have not listened to the full album. Okay. All right. No, that's fine. No, I'd like credit for the songs that I listened to that I really loved. You can have like one fourth of a gold star. No. Did you? Li- it's literally the most digestible album of all. Time. No, it was amazing. I okay. just didn't know so that. What, I didn't what's your favorite it. song? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like Lavender Haze and I liked Antihero. Okay. Hi. It's me. I'm yeah. the problem. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot. Yeah. Like, let's do it a lot. And I see. I think that's that's why you're not listening to the whole album. Well, that's you're how getting I am. caught on this. On I really songs. liked it, and I texted you this, even though you you silently rolled your eyes when I said it's a tale as old as time. Oh, and oh, I did roll my eyes. Okay, see. So Joanna, <laughs> Joanna texted. Do you think it could be a tailor as old as time? No, as tailor as time. Because like, because- Because you think she's a pun type of person. Because she's talking about like her ego and all this stuff. And that would have made sense. A tale as old as time. <laughs> no, that's how she sings it. It's a tale as old as I time. I know. I had Lauren I, look up the words. But I don't think Taylor is like that. I'm just saying, I really listened to it. I, I appreciate that you've been listening to the album, but you need to actually get through it because it is an actual masterpiece of an album. No, I, I feel believe that. so strongly. No, I, I, I hear that. I really, really do. I know the type of music Joanna likes. Simon and Garfunkel. I've been to a Paul Simon concert with Joanna, and let me tell you, wow, wowzers. She is like biggest fan, biggest fan alive. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. She is dancing up a storm. But I just, you know, so actually, there was one concert, no, one concert that I ever took you to that I, for some reason, I thought that you were like more. Oh, Ariana Grande? Yes. Joanna could not follow along no. at all. She's like, what is she doing? I was like, well, she's moving on stage. Like the artists that Joanna sees, they don't move. They sit on like a stool. So like she just doesn't, she like didn't understand the concept. Oh God, I'm tired of laughing so hard. <laughs> oh. To be clear, I love Simon and Garfunkel. No, I, know. I, know. I really you're do. Just, They're great. You're just not wrong. I just, I'm not no. wrong. Also, Joanna, <laughs> this is true. This is real. For years, I would get into her car and, you know, you plug your phone in right away <laughs> and music starts playing. And the very first song was always Alice the Camel because it was like on nursery rhymes from her kids. It, right. But she hadn't changed. Like Miles is like in high school <laughs> and like she still is like Alice the Camel has one hump. Alice the Camel. It was and then, so awful. It was so awful, but she never I know. Well, that's thought the, to change no, it. No, that's where the technology piece comes in. The technology yeah. piece? It's just a song. <laughs> I know, but... Yeah, it just involves removing things and playlists and like no, all kinds of stuff. No, it was, but for years. And then the other day, Jeremy actually was in the car, Joanna's husband, and took like a screenshot or something and it saved like what was also on like the Apple CarPlay. And it was like- What was it? It was a nursery rhyme. Uh, oh, and it's probably hasn't, he probably hasn't changed his either. No, he said, <laughs> he told John it's relaxing. Oh, right. I, that makes sense. He's in the music industry, so he needs a break. <laughs> it's so crazy. You guys are just out there rocking oh. to nursery rhymes. I don't know. You know, we have a lot of issues. We really just, do. I'm crying laughing though. Oh my God. The voice that you just said when, with Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> It's just so funny. So, but I feel like Taylor was always like our crossover. No, I love Taylor. I, I just, know. I just, you know, I'm a few weeks behind. I'm usually a few weeks behind. Usually I'm months behind. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like decades. Like, well, well, that's for sure. Okay. But I'm just saying on Taylor, I'm just usually a few months. Okay. So I have an update for you mm. on the Eras tour because I am very stressed, as I told you in the last episode. On the, oh, the air, uh, right, the tour. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I right. Don't even the know Eras the tour. Name of the tour. No, I didn't know. The Eras tour. Yes. Oh, I, I thought. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So, and I'm not the only one that's stressed. I've seen all over Twitter people being like, like everyone is stressed. How is she going to fit 227 yes. songs into a tour? Yes. Okay. I read about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, like I saw a tweet that said like, I need to know what Joe Biden's plan is to fit 227 songs like into a set list. Yes. Okay. Here is what I need to tell you. Cause okay. you thought, well, she can mix it up that's from right. show to show. I, d- I did say that. I asked John. Okay his opinion on this. Okay. He cut me off so hard oh. as though I, w- he was like <laughs> arguing with me. I was like, I'm on your side. He goes, it is absolutely impossible for her to change the set list because specifically the pyrotechnics. Okay. What did I say? You did. I specifically said that night. I thought that he was going to be so proud of me that I like knew that <laughs> kind of information. He was like arguing with me. He's like, it's not possible. Absolutely not. He goes, when I get on stage and have to shoot her, I need to do a walkthrough with all of the pyrotechnics. Right, so now we know the answer. Now we know the answer. Okay. She can't. He said that on the last tour, she had one song 
that she could rotate out. And that's the song that she played acoustically on the guitar. So okay. aside from that, All right. the set is the set. Okay, so we know this now. We know this, and I'm glad we know it, but I remain... Very I mean, stressed. Literally most of my dinner with him last night was only talking about this. Well, but you got the answer. I got that answer, but I didn't now, get now the answer. Stressed. I didn't get the answer out of him. Like oh, what she there are just like certain songs, songs that she has to play. Right. And he's like, well, she's not. And I then I got mad at him. I was like, well, the fans want what we want. Right. Well, anyway. it's his fault. Everything's okay. John's fault. Anyway, have you watched Only Murders in the Building? I think it's time to go. <laughs> okay. It's time time to wrap up here. <laughs> I guess. Are you gonna potentially think about doing it for next week? Because I will. I will. Okay. I will potentially think about it for next week. And I appreciate that you said potentially. Because oh. it, it's not, I, can I retract that, Your no, Honor? I'm taking it that. Oh, God. It just drives me crazy. Because there is no, like, TS is not dropping a new album next week. No. So, like, you're going to have to do something. I will. I will. For your it's, pop culture you know, homework. It's the commitment piece that we struggle I, with here. I understand, which is a scary place to be for your business partner. <laughs> so, she has commitment issues. Now she tells me. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us on Best Friend Energy. Week. I'll be here. See you next week. Where Can't Joanna promise. still will not be doing anything she's supposed to do. I'll show up here. Yeah, she'll show up here um, on Tuesday, every Tuesday. There we, yeah. there we have it. All right, bye guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with new episodes. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on socials at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Our producer is Ben Odo. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at Hello Sunshine and The Home Edit are Lauren Lagarde, Allie Bridgers, and, and us. us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.